All right, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Ricky Williams Trilogy. One, two, three, we are all here for you today. You're listening to John B. Easy Durnell with my other co-hosts here, the Moose and Duke Thompson. We're still living under this COVID-19 quarantine, kind of. Things are about to open. Things have been uh, scheduled to open here in July. Baseball is going to be the newest thing slated to start everybody. Baseball, baseball, baseball. They were having some concern because at first the owners didn't want to pay. Moose, how do you feel about these owners not wanting to pay? Oh, capitalism, man. Or, or maybe it's fascism. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think they should be paying the players. It's ridiculous. We just want to watch sports. Like how they already have deals with, with all the major television networks. They just did a huge $1 billion deal with Turner. Like, Get it done, dude. Pay these players, like, out of your own pocket. Yeah, it sucks. Your business is probably going to have to take a hit unless you lay people off. And guess what? You can't do that with professional sports. So get it going. Get them on well, the field. Actually, they already have with a lot of their minor league players. But that's not important. That's uh, true. They, <laughs> they have laid off quite a few of them. Yeah, those guys don't count. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair well, enough. But uh, count. <laughs> I mean, they kind of don't. Uh, I mean, when you're playing baseball for a sandwich and five hundred dollars, you're really not. Hey, for the dream. Uh, with the, you're you're still playing for the love of the game at that. For the love but, of the game, baby. The the free hot dog afterwards. Right. Yeah. Look, trust me. I I don't think they give out those at minor league games. I've been to a lot of minor league games, homie. Those those hot dogs are precious. You might be able to get some free stale peanuts. All right. Now, so <laughs> what? But really, what we need to talk about though is the fact that again, baseball should be starting up. Uh, the yeah, owners were games. upset. What's up? You see games, man. They're going to have to play every single game. Like, yeah, they, these games actually that. matter now. For the first time in baseball history, every game actually matters. Like they're all, it's like they're playing the playoffs from the second that the season starts, which might actually be better for baseball. Sometimes it does get a little boring during the middle parts of the year. We're like, ugh, like basically now, like when we're getting hungry for the All-Star game, we're like, all right, we've seen a lot of baseball. When are we going to give us a chance to see the home run derby? Like, this is the kind of the time where we have that lull in baseball, but we don't have to have that this year because we haven't had any. Now, we will be having some. The owners are upset because they're looking at the fact that they're going to have to pay these players a prorated rate, which is fine. That makes sense. There should be a prorated rate. You shouldn't have to pay them for the full year. But their concern is, well, if there's not going to be any fans, who's going to be able to pay this? You. Freaking billionaires, you. you. You just pay it. Like, if you're mad about the fact that you got to pay somebody their contract, then sell the team. <laughs> well, I mean, we've, we've been seeing in Boston for years, man. We saw it with Mookie Betts. They, they don't want to be paying these guys already, especially the top-tier players. So, I mean, I, I think the players have all the right to be mad. Um, and, uh, you know, but there's another side of me that plays devil advocate that says, well, like these guys own the team, they're the owners and, um, they can kind of come to whatever agreement they want to, as long as the MLBPA agrees to it. So, uh, but, but you, but you have to be a man, you have to honor a contract news. The contract did not state that if there is a pandemic in which there will be no fans in the stadium. We don't have to pay you. Now, if there was that nice little clause in there, good on that lawyer for knowing ahead of time. But I'm pretty sure that there's nobody's contract that has that clause in there. There might be some in the future, 
but there sure isn't one now. So at this point in time, you got to pay him, especially because like the way baseball is set up now, it's real messed up because they didn't want to have the salary cap. So because of this, you have guys who are getting, you know, like your stands. 10 years and like ridiculous amounts of money versus like your regular players who are getting one year contracts. So they don't even have anything guaranteed after the year that they are currently right. playing. So it's not even close when you look at it that way. I'm sure a lot of these owners are looking at, oh man, I got to pay out, you know, a trout, a stand, like these guys. But you have other guys you got to pay out too that aren't on these long, huge contracts. Well, man. Yeah, I mean, the I think the average that these guys get, oh, well, I mean, the MLB might be different. You know, the majors, it's probably what, like $500,000 is like the lowest. So the average is probably around one, 1. 1.2 million. So, I and a lot they, of these guys are still young getting this money. You know what I mean? I think we looked it up. I think the average is about four or five mil, somewhere around there. But oh, was like, it? Okay. All right. But like you look at that, you have some guys who are making 30 million. <laughs> yeah, so plus, like that, yeah. So the fact that you're not even close to the 30 million when in your average is 5 million, that means there's a lot of dudes on the other end of that five that are yeah. bringing down. So, so are they agreeing to play for ready to play pay or not? Uh, I'm pretty sure because they, what, what has been said is that they have agreed upon the agreement that they had when this all went down, which was a prorated rate whenever they got back to play. Now the owners, I guess assumed that whenever they got to play again, that they'd still have sold out stadiums. Now, first off, that's a, that's just ridiculous. Who the only Dodger stadium has constant sold out crowds. Maybe Boston does because their stadium is small, but like no one's really looking at Cleveland. Like, Oh man, dog, you know, y'all are really missing out on all those sellouts. Cause they probably have two a year, you know, like, I mean, these stadiums for the most part sit empty. I mean, if you saw like some of the photos from last year, like early in the season when it was still cold, I mean, they were showing stadiums that had like 10 people in them, 10 dog. You playing baseball for 10 people. There's more people working in there than physically watching the game. So like, I, I don't know what these owners are thinking. It's like y'all were paying these players when no one was actually in the stands anyway. Now that there's still no one in the stands, now you're mad about this? Kiss my ass. But a lot of those season tickets were bought out already. But like you say, those day games are pretty bare. Especially like oh, but, but yeah, I mean, again, like last year in the beginning of the season, there was jokes about how like there were stadiums that legitimately had at best maybe 200 people. In a stadium that seats 30,000, 200 people is pathetic. <laughs> yeah, not everybody can make the 80 games every single year, man, unless you're, like, just straight retired. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, but even still, you're looking and hoping an average of maybe four to 5,000 people would show up even on a slow day. 200 is a slap in the face. 200 isn't even a school attending. Like, you couldn't even get some kids' <laughs> right. field trip to show up, man. Like, that's ridiculous. You get no church groups to show up. Come right, on. dude. Church groups, field trips. There's all kinds of events in which people will just show up to watch baseball. And you can't even convince anybody to do that in the beginning of the season when you know tickets are going to be rough. Just, like, sell it for cheap be like y'all get the seats for a dollar right that's pr that's pretty bad like yeah. just put like cardboard stands of people up there with like advertising <laughs> you know that's all they'll do like, they'll make I mean, it they're gonna have to do that anyway with this upcoming season i mean it's just gonna be 
I don't know, understand how they plan on playing baseball in these giant stadiums. Like, I mean, like Dodger Stadium is humongous. For not a person to be in there and then playing baseball, they're going to feel that. That is going to be eerie. Are they not going to centralize it like the NBA is doing? Like, I thought they were going to do the whole play in Phoenix type thing. And I don't, I don't think that they've agreed to that. I honestly don't. I don't see how this is going to work without people getting sick. There's just, right. there's absolutely no way. The KBO in South Korea got it right from the start. And, and granted, it's a smaller country. But, I mean, it's still a busy country, especially when it comes to their sports. Mm-hmm. So I just don't – I don't see logistically and health-wise how they're going to make this work, especially if they have people traveling. Now, listen to this, right? There's still a trade deadline of, yeah. August, of August 31st. Now, now let yeah. me ask you this, right? Let me ask you this. You got this whole off season. Maybe you're some guy that's, you know, actually excited to get back and start playing and your ass gets traded. Where are the logistics health wise? If you have to pack up perhaps you and your family to a new city, it just doesn't make sense. Imagine having to relocate yourself during these circumstances. It's it's fucking I mean, banana lands. You're just not you're just not relocating the family at that point, Moose. Right, right. They're staying. They're staying. They're staying wherever. I mean, if you get traded from Tampa to Seattle, damn, that sucks. I guess your family's gonna be in Tampa because I mean that's just it's negligence to try to move your family up to Seattle, right? In a, in a pandemic, right? You can't do it, and and you have what thirty games at that point. Right. So, I mean, you're missing a month with the family. It's probably better to go that route. You know, it's, it's different if it's the full year because, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, 162 games. I might, I might want to see my baby a little bit. But, I mean, if it's a month, you know, unless it's a newborn, you know, that kid, that, they'll be fine. They'll be like, we just missed daddy for a month, you know. We just missed ours. daddy. You're yeah. in a hotel room, man. That's all. It's going to suck. Yeah. But if you want to, play- oh yeah, I mean they're gonna have to quarantine the players, and that and and that's the thing because you know there's some knuckleheads. You know there's gonna be some. I mean maybe not so much in baseball because they really try to weed that out. If you notice how they do things, but <laughs> but like there's gonna be somebody who's like, yo, I got to get with my favorite prostitute tonight right. or whatever. You know, like because you travel through these cities, you know they got ladies in these area codes, right? So somebody's gonna show up to a town. And it's gonna be their favorite piece of booty, and they're gonna they're gonna go out. Somebody's gonna catch them leaving, and then they gotta be like quarantined somewhere for two weeks and missing most of the baseball season because they wanted to get a little nookie. <laughs> so true. Yeah, especially in like Florida, because people down there already don't give a fuck. Oh, dude, I mean any <laughs> team any team traveling to Miami, because you know, you know everybody's got their ladies in Miami. Like if I was a professional athlete. Most of my ladies would be in Miami. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's where bad women are. That's the only reason they even have professional sports there because no one shows up to the games. No one comes to see the Dolphins. No one comes to see the Marlins. And no one comes to see the Heat. They somehow have all these professional teams because everybody wants to fuck in that city. And that's, that's why. Right, you're not going to Minneapolis expecting that. Like, hey, welcome to Minnesota, eh? <laughs> nope. How are you? Nope. How's, how's your fastball, eh? Uh, yeah, I mean, somebody might, I mean, there might be a few area code ladies up in Minnesota, but I'm sure there's not a lot, you know? No, <laughs> no, no. What do you think the ratio of how many dudes are stepping out 
on their wives in Miami versus Minnesota, I'm sure the numbers are not even close. Yeah, I'm sure the marriage the marriage percentages must much different as well. But um, but yeah, I mean, baseball is oh, going to yeah. be interesting. But I don't I don't see them finishing, especially if you know they're talking about this surge, this supposed surge in the fall, and how how much worse it's going to be. I just – I do. we may not even see football. I mean oh, – we, we, we might not. We might not. And, I mean, that surge is real um, because Beijing just shut down again, and they claim it was only because they got another 100 cases, and you know that ain't true. No, you definitely not. Down, you don't shut down that city for 100 cases. It's like one – that's like half of a floor of an apartment building over there. Right, dude. Like, no, you, you have more than 100 cases. You're just willing to admit to 100 cases is what basically I'm, I'm hearing from that end of the world. But when that's happening, you know that there's going to be more cases. I mean, New Zealand just opened up, and people were already testing positive there again. And it's just like this, this stuff here, it's going to happen. There's going to be another way. I mean, people acted crazy. People going out to bars and stuff. Ain't got no mask on, you know, and just like, I mean, you got to at least try, right? Like, just try. Yeah. The mask is mandatory up here. And yeah, I still see so many people not wearing them. Right. You know, like, just just wear the damn thing. I hate it. I don't want to do it. But, you know, it's just got to do it, man. I mean, at least put a rag over your face. Like, if you're not going to wear a mask, bandana, put a handkerchief over your face when you talk to somebody. I mean, at least just try. Just try to stop the spread. You know, like, because... Because everybody tries to make it look like or think that it's not going to happen to them. Like, I mean, like, if you live that way, I mean, there's no way we can be living in a world where it's not happening to me because there's stuff happening to people everywhere. You know, like, just because you didn't get COVID-19 doesn't mean you can't. You know, you've gotten sick before, haven't you? You ignorant bastard. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's been a, a ton of problems with people walking into places without masks. And uh, even here, like, there's... There's been three ice cream shops in Rhode Island. This is how small we are um, that have been and they're you know, famous in Rhode Island, these these ice cream shops. And, uh, you know, they've been having uh, customers telling them to fuck off. They don't have to wear a mask. Where's the law? Call the police. Same time they're screaming defund the police. Um, But but yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's like it's like, dude, just wait. Wait. How how long are you out every day? How how long you out? If I go out. On a day, I'm out for like 20 minutes, maybe maybe in the store for up to 45 if, if it's a really busy. Like, just wear the fucking mask, man. Yeah, just wear the mask. You, you, you are inconveniencing everyone else because you feel inconvenienced. And that right, that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is privilege. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> like, yeah. It's ignorant shit, man. And we, we're creating a society of confident, ignorant, dumb fucking people. No, it's so true. And, you know, and then... You know, again, we keep getting these waves. Like there was, these people went to a bar, and like all of them came out testing positive after they were being in the bar. I yeah, mean, it's just like. I yeah, mean, I've dude. been out. I'm not gonna lie. I, I've I've been out. I've gone to a few bars around here. I've eaten a, I've eaten dinner out. Like I, I'm sorry, I gotta go. I'm gonna lose my fucking my giblets. I got but, you. But at the same time, like that doesn't mean go go have a party or go to a bar that's like if it's really packed, maybe you shouldn't be there. But yeah, I mean, most people, people don't packed care. Bars. I mean, we're talking about packed out. Yeah. And people are taking photos. Of, I mean, there's a, a woman who showed me a video footage of her doing karaoke. I mean, I'm not going to snitch on this woman or the karaoke bar. 
but they were like, <laughs> right, but but do you, people but, like spit all even, over those things, right? I don't even think you're supposed to be doing karaoke. That's like got to be at least in the top three dangerous things to be doing at this because you spitting all over a microphone, then you pick it up and you spit all over it too, and ah, looking all over the thing, and like, how do you think that's safe? And then I mean, the bar was packed dog there was not any space so everybody yelling and screaming and harmonizing like i, I bet 20 percent of that place came out covid positive like how could you not well i mean that's just ridiculous you know man you can lead a sheep to water but you can't make them drink it man. oh boom, 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 boom. Yo, i'll dunk their head under there either they gonna drink or they gonna drown well you know they- <laughs> <laughs> all right so so now we we've learned that john jonathan be easy um, does enjoy um, drowning sheep. Um, <laughs> if they go wear their mask, if they- <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> you put your mask on, and then you don't have to drown. You know that's, that's fantastic. John, this is keeping his pimp hand strong, man. That's right, dude. You got to, man, because I mean, these people out here wilding. Like, if if everybody out here had a proper pimp, you know, someone to keep them in line with the back of the hand. I mean, people be wearing masks, you know. People be wearing masks. They might not be wearing draws, but they be wearing. Masks. <laughs> In Vegas right now, they're actually paying people to wear the mask, man. So they're giving. Oh, I'm moving. Well, well, but but that makes sense because look, if Vegas becomes like some sort of like worldwide petri dish of disease, they will never come back from that, right? Like it's already kind of like. <laughs> We finally made it as a city that people will accept, you know, because like for the longest, Vegas was like the stain of America, right? Like you don't go to Vegas with family. You yes, go there. Still is for Catholics up here, by the way. Right. I'm sure. I'm, I mean, I guess. I guess. Yet y'all all that's, snuck that's over. true. That's why y'all had Atlantic City. So y'all can sneak over to Atlantic <laughs> yeah. City. So you can't have a plane ticket to Vegas because that's exactly. a paper trip. <laughs> exactly. And, and we only we only gamble on uh, on college basketball, Duke. God. Well, and yeah, when, when we know when we know it's rigged. Yeah, a lot of Boston college stuff. I saw that documentary. Anyway, so <laughs> so anyway, dude. Yeah, like that's why Vegas is really kind of trying to be strict about this because. They had to open because it's Vegas. Vegas has to be a tourist spot. But well, at the same time, if this place turns into this like worldwide petri dish where it's like everybody who's been to Vegas has gone off and spread, you know, corona, they're done, dude. Like people didn't really like you in the first place. They're gonna really not like you after you spread disease everywhere. <laughs> well, because they had to start doing this because people just weren't obeying the mask signs either. Because you know, they were like, This is my right, blah blah blah. Yeah, the mask is hard, but just if you want to gamble that hard, like like John just said earlier, man, you just gotta sweat it out, man. You know, if you just sweat through that mask, so be it, man. If you want to gamble that bad, then so be it. I do it. I go to the casino. I gotta wear that damn thing, but I do it because you know why? You got to, man. That's all. Just for now. One day we won't have to. But right, yeah. I mean, and I just don't understand why people can't live for that day. I don't know if people are just trying to hope it spreads, maybe because like. They need a few more deaths in the world so that, you know, maybe they can get a job again. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the hell it is, man, because people just be acting wild right now. And it's not it's not that it can't be real, because why would the world ever shut down? The world don't care about people. Ah. I mean, let's if we're going to really like really break it down, the top tier people of this world do not care about the rest of the world, really. 
but they do need us around so that they can do whatever the fuck they want. So that's why they were like, oh, yeah, we can't let all our pawns die. Right. (laughs) I will will say this, and we are no, you know, poly uh, economic show, but if they shut the economy down again, we're in some big fucking trouble in this country. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I mean, I don't really know because if they're shutting us down, the whole world is shutting down too. I think if the whole world's crumbling, who's really winning? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, like, I don't see who can win if no one's doing anything. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird outcry that all these different countries are doing that doesn't quite make sense to me where they're like, we're not making money. And it's like, well, they're not making money. They're not making money. Hell, none of y'all are making money. Right. So where's the real concern if no one's getting a leg up? I don't understand it. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind another stim check, though. Papa needs a new driver. Yeah, I could use some new Nikes, too. <laughs> I mean, I only got three pairs of kicks out of that. I could get more, you know. Up the economy, then, guys. Yeah. And I got to get my mask game tight. Like, I, I, I think that's why we need to sue the government. If they're going to make us wear these masks, which I think is necessary, they need to help us get our mask game tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, give us a little stimulus check so I can get some nice masks. Yeah. I mean, I want one. I mean, I think Spearman with quite a few, and I just haven't found the right one yet. So. Right. Well, I mean, I need to have one for different days of the week. I need my church mask. I need, I need my sports going out on sport I mean, and my date mask, you know? I mean, I'm sure Moose wants his New England mask, too, his Patriot mask, you know? Right. You know what? There's too many people with, with those walking around, honestly. I got one of my uh, – my wife's friends made us a couple of them, and one's got, like, little birds on it. It's got all, like, paisley design, and then the other one's just stripes. That's all I need. Yeah, I just need some Jumpman ones, dude. I need, like, different Jordan <laughs> ones. I saw one the other day. This this woman was wearing one that says, Cops Kill. <laughs> oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, a lot of B- I've seen a lot of BLM ones. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, BLM, but. Whew, trust me. People want to make sure I see that they're wearing <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I see it, yo. I'm cool, you know. Like, I understand I'm black, dude. I care, <laughs> dude. I it's care like, about you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. It's, I, it's I, funny I though. I feel it. like half of the people that uh that wear those like won't even look at you though. Know? Oh, yeah. That's the way I felt about some people at the protest. Some people were just like there, but like wouldn't look at anybody else. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, man. It's true, it's true. But no, I mean, you know, you can tell a lot about a person based on like you know their first interaction with you, you know, and if you are walking down the street, someone's holding, you know, a BLM sign and they can't even seem to look at you. And I was like, oh, I don't know. All right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's weird, right? It's yeah. weird. Uh, BLM for my friend, my one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else. Jesus. <laughs> Woo. Too real. Too real. We're getting too real on the trilogy, y'all. We're getting too real on the trilogy. Well, man, it feels, like an old school, it feels like an old school comedy club, man. Right, I know, but it feels like an old school comedy club. You know, back when, you know, you can laugh and stuff, man. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if we can, but we will. We will, oh, Danny. We will. We will, man. That's uh, right, man. Well, I mean, I guess we can get back to uh, other things well, that we need to know. laugh about uh, that well, involves race. It's issue, though. Football. Like, no, 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 no. We, we, we got, we're going to keep on the race things. If that, if that comes, if that doesn't happen this year, and you have to say the Kansas City Chiefs for the next like eighteen months, man. Oh, oh, I will. I'll fucking I mean, jump. I'll in. love it. <laughs> I'm gonna love it. 
I'm gonna love every minute of it. No, 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 no. If it gets past February, you are no longer the champs. There are no champs. You can't be back to back if it gets past February. The season is over. No, 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 no. No, we are still reigning Super Bowl champs. Like we have to be dethroned. Nah, COVID nineteen, twenty twenty champs, bro. (laughs) No, homie, that's how royalty works. You have to be dethroned. Okay, when you were holding your little Patriots crowns for years, no one was trying to take that from you. Now, why must you try to strip? Ro- Roger doing? Goodell was. Roger Goodell was. What are you but talking he, about? But he's not real, okay? We've seen him with a shitty webcam and a tight-ass <laughs> shirt. He's not real, okay? He has no power in the NFL. Like, we have just as much power as Roger Goodell does, okay? And that's none. The man has none. He is just a face for the NFL. He can't do anything. So, like, no, I'm not going to don't ever mention him as if he can do All right. It. Well, all I'm saying is you got till February. <laughs> and after February, I'm sorry. You're no, no longer the champs. No, we still have it until there is another champ. Uh, not okay. in my record book. Please. Oh, what? You, what? Can't, you can't beat champs two years in a row without winning two years what? in a row, son. I think we can. There's, there are asterisks all over sports. <laughs> it's against the rules, man. There's asterisks everywhere. <laughs> Fuck right. your asterisks. <laughs> you can't take my asterisks. <laughs> your asterisks, fucking mattresses. Listen. Jonathan is right. Okay, I hate to say that, but yeah. it's right. I mean, until another Super Bowl champion is crowned, Jonathan. No, <laughs> no, it's just not. unfortunate, Moose. No. I'm sorry this didn't happen. One no. of the many years your listen, team won a Super Bowl. Listen, you can't, you can't walk me off the wagon right now. All right, all I'm saying is, for you guys can consider them champions, but you know who my champions will be? Whoever was at the top. Of the XFL standings, that's your 2020 champions of football, what? right there. That's it. And and they have. Well, yeah, they're gone weeks. again, but they're gone again. So that's not even a thing. Like you can't. Even, <laughs> so you're gonna crown champions to something oh, well, that don't exist. So well, fairy just, tales. We, we, we're just making up champions now. All no, of a sudden, they just gotta make up. They won. They you saw it. Not that, two that, years in a row. Listen, I, they were. No one the, said. The, I didn't say they were back to back champions. I said still reigning champions. No one said back to back. No one said they won two, but they could go still be the champ. Can't do it. If, I won't admit it. You guys can admit it. I won't. If, if there was a player nope. strike and they didn't play for an entire year, they would still yeah. be champions. Exactly, dude. And if that happened after any of your stupid Patriot championships, oh, I would have it. allowed it. I wouldn't have liked it, but I would have allowed it. Well, that's the difference between me and you, Jonathan. You're nicer than me. What do you want? I'm not nicer. I just take things real. Listen, <laughs> you can you can keep you can keep your phony two years. That's fine. Okay, I won't say anything else about it. I'll just I'll, I'll just I'll mute myself. Okay, when I'm when it comes to live in reality here, Moose. You're trying to live in some fairy tale land where like XFL players are real. That's where I fucking <laughs> been the last twenty years with Tom oh. Brady. Where do you think I was? Oh. I was in fairy tale land. Uh, disgusting. Oh. And I'll still be there. You know what? We're not going away. We're not going away. Anyways. Yeah, right. No, he hasn't got anywhere. He's still in Tampa. He got something to cheer for. Like he looks He looks old. He looked old last year, dog. Y'all nah. still trotted his broken ass out. Anyway, that's not oh. cool. <laughs> and, and Gronk? No, seriously, though? Gronk still looks small. He looks He looks lean, and he's probably still powerful, but he, lo- he looks small, dude. His arms are way small. Well, I, think, thing, dude, I think he just doesn't have as much fat on him. He can't get a proper pump. How are you going to get a proper pump when you can't even really be around real weightlifting equipment? I mean, like, th- things are weird now, dude. You can't be around people. You can't have that energy and that motivation because, let's be honest, 
when you're around a bunch of dudes, that extra testosterone in the air, it just gets you to get that extra little pump in. You know how that is. And you That's fair. Yourself. That's fair. You're like, I've done enough. You know, I mean, I, I guess <laughs> I guess he could have skipped being on the masked singer and he, he, he could have, you know, yeah, I'm sure he still was training then, but. Oh, hey, I mean, I'm look, sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. He might even be faster now, but he's yeah. definitely not going to have that same physical edge. And I could be wrong. All of us and could that, be wrong about everything in sports, but I just don't think it's going to be there as much as it was before. And maybe that's what he needed because he kept having maybe. all those back problems. And I mean, homie was top heavy. <laughs> he was massive. Dude, he, was, he was top oh, heavy. <laughs> can you imagine his legs after like week eight? Like he must have been. Well, but that's what probably all that strain was on his back was the fact that he had these tiny legs trying to hold up all that mass up there. And so he probably had that's changed fair. his physique. So, like, that's probably better for him. He might not have that strength. But, I mean, he'll probably still be able to knock over a little corner. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, so. he'll, be, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be fine. They're, they're going to have a good offense, but oh, I still think they're going to go six and ten. Yeah, some linebacker might light him up, but you know them. You got some little bony safeties out there. He'll get oh, one. Oh, we know the we know the un, we know the refs are going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Come on, man, it's Gronk to Tom Brady. No, you know, dude, it's, it's Tampa Bay. No one cares about the Bucks. <laughs> it's Tampa Bay. No one, no one cares hey, about Tampa, the Bucks. Tampa Bay, man. People care about Tom, though, man. No, they don't. They care about Tom when he's wearing the Patriots. Now Tom Brady is wearing the Buccaneers. Those are pirates. Oh, man. No one cares. He's like, famous, man. We talked about. He's Super Bowl famous, but look, dude, it's like the same when Joe Montana left the 49ers and went to the Chiefs. He didn't get the same love. Um, and, and and I loved him so much, dog, because I, I mean, I was like, my goodness, they've given me a little god, and I have a chance at maybe a Super Bowl. Marcus Allen back there too. Yeah, I mean, we got Marcus too, but like, the thing is, like, when like Joe Montana was king, and you can't tell me he was not. All yeah. right. But when Joe went over to the Chiefs, he wasn't really no king no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, he was still respected, but it was I mean, different. He went to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, with Tom Brady, it's going to be the same. He's going to be respected, but it's going to be different. Well, speaking of quarterbacks that are respected, but uh, also going to be different, what's wrong? Something wrong, Beasy? You hey, look shocked. Hey, you came in. You came in real hot there. I, think. I have a real powerful voice. I can well, you, take over a room. Well, you you brought a lot of power when you wanted to, you know, change the subject of Tommy Boy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. We're gonna we're gonna fucking wrap that up like a burrito like, real quick. I was like, hello, somebody came in with some yeah. bass. Yeah, gonna- <laughs> that that dog ain't that dog just ain't gonna hunt. Um, butt hunt, dude. Is that it? I mean, I would be twenty. Years what about what? Tom Levin, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, we already. Hey, know you know that. what though? You know what though, dude? For years, we saw the struggle between him and Belichick. We knew it was time. I mean, we talked about it two years ago. We said, "Who leaves first, Bill or Tom?" And I said, "I said, listen, if it was up to Kraft, maybe Tom, but I think Tom's gonna want to go elsewhere." And he did. And I thought about it all last season. And again, I was probably just saying it so that I got in the mindset of like, okay, he's probably gonna leave. You know what I mean? I was really hoping, like, obviously you fucking didn't, but I just kept saying it over and over until I believed it. So uh, that worked. But uh, quarterbacks that aren't going to be leaving their team, um, speaking of, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is uh, has signed his $31.4 million uh, exclusive franchise tender. Um, the two sides still now have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal. Otherwise, they have to wait until after the completion of this season. Um, interesting. 
interesting. I mean, I thought he was going to sign it soon, but do you think Jerry's going to get this done? Oh, uh, I, probably not. Um, Jerry's been real quiet during the BLM stuff, and uh, it's interesting that, like, once it died down, then he's like, I'll talk to Dak. <laughs> you know, like, Jerry do things real <laughs> specifically. You know, like, God, he an evil genius. But because he knew if he talked to Dak during that, Ooh, there'd be a little, there'd be a little heat, little, little, little simmering, you know, but he's like, we gonna let this die down, make sure everybody forgot about this. And then I'm going to talk to him. And that's exactly what Jerry did. So um, I don't know if he's going to get to anything, especially because Jerry doesn't know if he's going to have a season and you know how crafty Jerry is. You know, he likes his money. I mean, I think the smart move is to not sign him to a long-term deal yet. Of course. And that's what and he's going to she- probably push till he's, yeah. Jerry's going to have to know the season is going to start no matter what. If Jerry knows the season's going to start no matter what, then he might do it. But if there's not a guarantee on a season, he ain't going to guarantee nobody nothing. And so that's just Jerry Jones for you. I mean, mean, Dak's got to start beating some playoff teams if he wants to fucking get that contract he's looking for. I mean, I don't know why. Carson Wentz didn't have to do it. You know That's true, but but he's as white as a South Dakota sky, bro. I well, who cares? I don't care. I mean, how... I'm just saying. You you know, I'm just saying. I I 100 agree, but I'm just saying. Like Dak Prescott, I don't even think we'd have this conversation if he wasn't a little bit brown. You know what I mean? And oh, in, of course, he would have already been paid. He yeah. would have already been paid, and and probably rightfully so. But we have seen him slip. I mean, we've definitely seen him slip. We've seen mm-hmm. him struggle against big big teams and good teams but that shouldn't matter because i th- i still think he's carson on the- wentz has been yeah. slipping since the second he's and they <laughs> and they call him elite right so right? if he's elite what is dak prescott i mean right he's got he's got it all because at least dak went up and then came down like homie came in and then went down so like i don't understand yeah. why carson wentz is supposed to be getting paid money as an elite quarterback if he hasn't improved since his rookie year i i agree well i say this is just a miscalculation on Jerry's part, because for some reason, Jerry just thinks quarterbacks just magically come out of nowhere for him. You know, like, oh, look at this. It's come. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Somebody's going to come and play for us no matter what. No matter crap we are. They just want to wear that star on a helmet. So I think it's just a miss. They should have signed Dak, you know, lock him up, build a team around him. But Jerry is just an idiot. He should be running that team. He needs to pass that. I, I, you know, I, think, I think Jerry is – Here's the thing, Jerry, if he didn't have to do what he has to do, because you remember back in the day, Jerry didn't have to worry about any kind of salary cap. So he just made the Cowboys team he wanted. He paid everybody what they wanted and he had fun winning, winning Super Bowls, right? So I don't really feel that he's afraid of money. I think he's afraid of being locked down and paying somebody money he doesn't want to be paying. And, that's, and I think that's really ultimately where it comes down to, because, like, you know, Jerry's very crafty. Like, I mean, he has – because he's living off those Super Bowls for the 90s, man. It's like, dude – But, again, like, if he didn't have to worry about a salary cap, he would still be winning those Super Bowls. Like, literally, the salary cap was created to keep him down. (laughs) I understand. I'm just saying. Like, I just think that, you know, he is just delusional sometimes that he thinks he has that golden touch. And, you know, if Dak leaves, then somehow he's just going to have magically get another good quarterback, you know, like his – I got the star and everybody wants to be a cowboy. It's like, Jerry, you got to like build your team up, man. You know, like get it back. Dak's, Dak's capable, you know, give him some I don't, weapons. 
and you, I don't want to say Jerry's wrong because, like, dude, look at it right now. Look at the available quarterbacks that there's currently now, man. I mean, like, I mean, Cam is still technically available, dog. That's not a that's not like some bum. That's a that's a dude who's won an MVP and took a team to a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, dude, I want to. So, like, exactly. I I just say I think it's just Jerry's accomplice, man. Because the Giants have won a Super Bowl, the Eagles have won a Super Bowl since the Cowboys have. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. I'm just saying, I think Jerry, just like, you need to pass that torch off to a general manager, son, and step back. I mean, this is a new game. Well, I mean, eventually when he dies, which will be probably five or so years, um, unless he gets a robot heart, which he might already have. But, like, (laughs) no, I mean, but seriously, Jerry can't last that much longer. I mean, he's already kind of looking old. He's probably got 10 years tops, like, even with his robot heart. Um, But (laughs) I love that I'm like, he's got a robot heart, and I know he does. Because I'm just saying, because financially, too, he should lock Dak up to what he wants because when Mahomes gets paid, and after that, Watson's got to get paid again. Those, those contracts are going to be way above that. So it's like financially, you need to lock Dak up. Well, he'll, he'll never have to give Dak what Patrick is going to No, but just lock and, him down. And Patrick – That's all. Here's the thing. I don't think Patrick's going to be, like, going crazy on the money the first contract. I think he will the second. But the first one, I think he's – no, I, I, I promise you that. I like how you just say that he's going to make it to his second contract. I like no, he will. He, oh, he'll definitely make – I mean, at this point, he won a Super Bowl for the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. They ain't getting cool. rid of him anytime soon. All right? I mean, Even if he goes to another team, somebody's going to sign his ass like that. Yeah. Oh, of course, dude. And, and the Chiefs will not – I mean, he's going to have to really have a bad year for the Chiefs. I mean, because he he literally pulled off the exact same garbage Lynn Dawson did. Like when Lynn Dawson won his Super Bowl, he got he had a leg injury halfway through the season. Another dude took over and then he won the Super Bowl. Basically the same thing that he that Patrick Mahomes did. Like, it's weird that we got a formula in Kansas City. Uh, Our quarterback's got to take a dive for a few games and then we get back in there. We win that Super Bowl, dude. So we just don't have quarterbacks that can go the full year, all right? And that's ridiculous that you ask that of a man. Um, but no, nothing's going to happen to Patrick anytime soon. And and I don't think Dak's contract will have anything to do with what Patrick is going to be doing. I mean, Dak's going to get – I'm mean, just saying, you know, I like Dak. You know, he just needs a little bit more time. I don't think the team was as good around him as it should have been for what the proclaiming. It just seems kind of like why other teams in the division are trying to improve. The Cowboys are just sticking to the same. No, dude, I don't think it is. I mean, like I say, this time you find a stud of a quarterback, you just stick with him, man. You know what I mean? You, I just think Jay thinks that quarterbacks are just going to fall out of the sky. And as a Titan fan, I know they just don't. And as like the other 30-something teams know that they don't. I mean, how you fight quarterbacks? I mean, really, the last few years? I mean, a couple of years ago, yeah, but, I mean, Zeke's doing a lot of work too, man. So. Yeah, yeah, the, the line has been on a decline. It's not the same line that he had the year that all the magic was happening. Like, that year where, like, yeah, yeah, like the year Elliott was going off and he was going off, like, that was a different offensive line. Now, they do still have some of those key components, but it's not the same line. And, I, I mean, I would venture to say they're, they're starting to look like one of the more mediocre 
or I mean, good to mediocre lines of the NFL. They're not going to be, they're not the best anymore, probably. But um, I, at this point, I don't even know who could, I could say has probably the best offensive line recently, probably. God, even still today, the Saints, God, man, they still do so well. That stupid offensive line. But anyway, like, you know, like, I mean, because, I, mean, I mean, they gave Bridgewater tons of time, you know. I mean, as oh, back, you know, he was back there. Yeah. Right. I'd say, I mean, it was still top 10 easily, but I don't know, maybe not top five. I mean, like, hell, I mean, I probably even have to throw the Chiefs in there. I mean, our offensive line isn't something to snicker at. I mean, we got somebody like Williams looking like a, a king of the field, you know, and he ain't nobody's top tier running back by any means, you know, so like, <laughs> you know, so like, like, even our offensive line's got some stuff there. Now, a lot of that is coaching, too, because Andy Reid keeps making, like, sometimes I'll watch our offensive line, and I'm like, I don't know how you thought that up or who thought that up, but I would have never had those dudes do that to make that thing happen that you did. So, you know, whatever. The man's, he's smart. I'll give him that. But <laughs> at least offensively. Defensively, he still has room for improvement. But, you know, again, yeah, the Cowboys have had a good line, but it's not the best anymore. And you're going to have to either improve the line. And if that's what he's planning on doing, then start paying out some linemen and then tell Dak the truth. Be like, look, dude, I'm paying these linemen to protect your butt. And then we're going to go from there. If you don't like it, then we'll have to have somebody else that we protect. You know, I don't know. God, I, for I forget that until every time like someone mentions the Cowboys and I see him in that, like it's a star on, I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I miss little ginger boy, you know, like he was there for so long. I mean, it better be because like, if it's not, then Aaron was right. Yeah, and they and they still have they still have Gallup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus they have a dominant defense. I mean, their defense was still good last year, even though it did have a few holes in the secondary. And I think some of that had to do with the fact that the offense wasn't staying on the field as long as they needed to sometimes. And like, you know, defense will break. I mean, they're only men, you know. Uh, but they do their defense would keep them in a lot of these games no matter what. So they still have a defense that battles. Uh, they just, again, they just need to work on a few things that, I mean, I don't want to give it to, you know, Garrett, but he almost got him there. Like he kind of had a team there, you know, it was, yeah. Well, he was too happy. <laughs> What's with all that joy? It was just too positive, man. I mean, that's just, no, oh, that's horrible. He's can't be positive about everything. That's horrible. That's not the. Uh, yeah. 
I guess it's true. But I mean, but then you got Pete, who's over positive. I mean, like, and he won a Super Bowl. Like, I mean, and that man, you can't tell me in positive. I mean, good grief! It's like somebody. Yeah, it's like somebody. He does hug weird, and he, and I mean, he's a strange man. But it's like somebody took the Energizer Bunny and shoved a rocket up his ass, and he is just full of energy. <laughs> he's just full of energy. He's man. Just full of it, man. Just full of it, man. Well, I gotta say that, Dak. He's got proof. I don't know, man. What if Mike McCarthy doesn't believe in Dak either? Maybe that's. I mean, well, yeah, I don't think he did, and I think he kind of got. I mean, he. I mean, let's be honest. He was forced Aaron upon him, um, much like I guess he's being forced Dak upon him now. I thought he drafted Aaron. Uh, I think because Aaron, did he? Well, okay. Okay, because I knew Aaron was sitting there for a little while. I couldn't quite remember if he did draft him or not. Okay, well, then there you go. Well, so I guess he wants his guy, but, you know, maybe Dak ain't his guy. But, I mean, but like I say, if you're a good quarterback, it's work, I don't understand why coaches can't just work with a quarterback, you know. Work with Dak, you know. Give him a couple of years, you know. I mean, that's what a – Yeah, but, you know, yeah. like most of the time when coaches come in, they want to put a stamp on their own – Team their own way. And they I mean, dude, a lot of people that were old coaches, they clean house, man. You know, I mean, Aaron's getting some push up there in Green Bay as we speak, and that man won a Super Bowl. Now was a long time ago. I would love, I would love for QB Love to come in and take Aaron's job. I think that'd be the funniest thing ever. Dude. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen immediately, but it'll probably happen if Aaron doesn't get them some deep postseason run here soon. I mean, because he just did the same thing to Brett Favre. So, I mean, I just, yeah, but like, but Favre had a bottle problem. We definitely know Aaron doesn't have that because he can't finish a beer. So we know he ain't got a problem with the bottle. So, <laughs> so there's different there's different issues with the quarterbacks. Like, I can see you trying to push out Brett Favre because you don't need an old alcoholic who's showing off his penis to be the head of your. Uh, oh yeah, hey Brett, uh, he uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was exposing himself. You don't want that. Right. You don't, you don't. Yeah. And this was back when, like, there wasn't good resolution on these dick pics. Dude. Like, he was sending grainy dick pics in the 90s. <laughs> so, so, you know, Hobie was unstable. So, <laughs> I, uh, so either way, like, right, right. So these are different quarterback situations as far as the push out is concerned, but there's still push out happening. There's still push out. It was. And with. And welcome back to the Ricky Williams Trilogy. We hope you enjoy that little break there, and we're going to get right back to the NFL stuff. You are listening to John B. Easy Durnell. Of course, I am here with Duke Thompson and the Moose. Now, the Moose had some information for us. He gave us a little teaser before we went to the break, something about Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's actually like a little child over there. He's so excited, man. Oh, he is excited. I mean, he is like, I can't wait to snitch. That's me. So, um, a ESPN article written by Brooke Pryor came out uh, just about an hour ago uh, that Ben Roethlisberger 
says faith has helped him deal with off-field addiction issues. Uh, this is a quote from Roethlisberger, who was at a virtual conference for Christian men over the weekend. He says, it's not always easy. People don't realize all the time that us athletes were human. We sin like everybody else. I am no different. We make mistakes. We get addicted to things. We sin. We're human. I think sometimes we get put on a pedestal where we can't make mistakes. I've fallen as short as anybody. I've been addicted to alcohol. I've been addicted to pornography, which makes me then not the best husband, not the best father, not the best Christian I can be. That is a lot. Wow. All right. So, um, Big Ben letting us know that he has an alcohol and porn addiction. That's, you know, I, I mean, the man's human. So, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to slight him for that. Now, I love that he's like, we sin. I'm sure that he had to put that in his testimony when uh, he was writing that by his pastor. But here's the thing you get to sin at a higher level when you're an athlete, right? Because you have <laughs> access. All right. <laughs> No, but seriously, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Like your sinning and my sinning ain't even close to the same kind of sinning. Like, you know, it's like your sinning could be like you ran up a bill of like $10,000 in a night on like drugs, alcohol and whatnot. And it doesn't even matter versus me being like, yo, I spent 50 bucks on like a cheap bottle of like Heaven Hill. And I I was hugged over, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not even the same kind of world. But I can understand how it's almost more dangerous for an athlete because of that, because you have so many people coming at you with things, you know, because they know you have funds. They know you might want to party or whatever. So your sitting will be at a higher level. Now the pornography stuff, I mean, you know, I don't know why they had to add that part in there. Cause I don't know why that really messed up his on field performance, but well, no, it's a, it said, it, I think his point was that it makes him a worse father and husband, which, Oh, well, yeah, that's probably true. I, I want to know. know I want to know like, when the <laughs> sex addiction part is going to come out. Right, right. Well, yeah. So, again, he probably he probably has a lot of demons that he has to get over. And probably this is, you know, this is step one to, you know, rehabilitating. And that's fine. You know, um, it's good for him to get this out there. Um, he, he's he's passed the midlife crisis. crisis at this point. I think I think he's looking for forgiveness. Right. And and. I can see why he needs that in the time in his NFL career where he's about to go out. Um, he needs to find that next thing, that next job, uh, the next thing that gives him joy in life, you know, and I don't, it sure can't be alcohol and porn. I'm sure he looked at that and was like, that can't be where I go after retirement. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you can't be that dude. Who's like, somebody's like, Hey, dude, aren't you Ben Roethlisberger? And you're like drunk in an adult porno shop, like looking at peep shows. Like that's not a good spot. For <laughs> that's you. great. Um, yeah. So like, I'm glad he's getting. Yeah, good. Good for him because he's been like a yeah. pretty much a fucking scumbag for a while. So I mean, we've all we've he all made rape that. jokes, which obviously rape is not funny. But the fact that Big Ben got away with it, um, all I guess is also not very funny. But it's more ironic because of the current culture of our world, right? No, it's true. And it's true. And there was and there was always that stain upon his name, you know, like even with uh, his accomplishments, you know, you mentioned his name and people still were like, yeah, but didn't he get away with that thing? You know, so like, yeah, it was like two, was two always, or three sexual assaults. He has, right. I think it's two. I think yeah, it's two. 
Yeah, it's two. I think it's two. Let's not add a third. Yeah, one yeah no, I don't want to do that. All right, H HR, could you could you please send a basket to the home of the Roethlisberger's apologizing for the yeah, third yeah. ad there? Yeah, yeah, just muffins, not good ones like Nick's Berry. But um, some muffins, man. You know, yeah. you can send a man like some a box of candy. Come on. You know? No, nah, hell no. No, he's getting muffins. You know, muffins. not no flowers, nothing. You know, flowers. What? He's not dead. He just made a mistake. <laughs> So, uh, good for him. No, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him too. Uh, I think, you know, it's sad though, because this feels like, you know, almost a little too little too late because the man maybe has a year left. Now, maybe this can give him another year or two. Maybe if he cleans up the drinking and maybe gets himself in some better physique, maybe he'll be a better athlete out there on the field. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Um, but, you know, he definitely had some demons probably because he got rid of two of the best players on his team through, I don't know, arrogance, alcohol, or the fact that he hadn't rubbed one out. I don't know what it was, but either way, he did not have good relationships with Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell from what we can understand because, you know, they're no longer with the team. So um, it didn't look good for him as far as that was concerned, but these new steps I guess he's taking do look good for him, and I'm happy for him. So, you know. Let's let's see what happens in the in the future years for the Steelers. Maybe they'll be back to you know being a terror again that I hate. But either way, uh, <laughs> either way. Speaking of hate, there was some hate, or maybe apparent hate, at the uh, NASCAR race in Talladega. Uh, Bubba Wallace was out there racing for all of us. He's like the Tiger Woods of NASCAR. Um, he's doing it for all of us. He's carrying us all on his shoulders, and he's, I think he did pretty well, at least one of, the, one of the races I saw. I think he placed in the top 20. He was fine. Uh, he didn't wreck out, so I'm great. I'm happy. You know, he's doing, he's doing his thing. He's, do, he's doing a dizzle. Uh, but there was a noose apparently found at Talladega. Now, there was an investigation that was done by the FBI, not the female body inspectors, but the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They went in and discovered that not only was this news there um, for that race, but it had been there probably for at least a year. Uh, they had found a photo that was from, I believe, 2019, in which that same noose was on display. Hell, let's see. We could be honest. Could have probably maybe found a photo from 2016 where that noose was on display. It did not look like this noose was anything more than a very inappropriate joke that I guess that one of the garages had where the rope was being used I guess to lower and raise the door it looked like I mean that's what it looked like I'm not exactly sure it was used to raise and lower something it looked like that's what it was just there for probably had been there for a while Bubba probably knew about it it sounds like NASCAR said something. Yeah, NASCAR found out. And the thing, too, is I don't think Bubba knew about it at all. I, he, he didn't know about it until the NASCAR informed them. So I'm not okay. sure if he ever looked at this thing and was like, damn, that's a noose, and just let it go. But, but from what he's saying is that he, he didn't know it was there. He wasn't made aware of the situation until NASCAR reportedly told him and his team. And it sounds like NASCAR is really trying to make a change for the better because especially like when they did the march, I had no idea, honestly, yeah. that many black people worked in NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound 
ignorant, but I am. I'm very ignorant to the fact that I didn't know we were out there changing tires and putting in fuel. But apparently we weren't. I mean, you know, everybody's wearing like helmets and gloves and stuff. So, you know, I can really tell. But, you know, to protect us, yeah. And I'm almost surprised that it's gone this long with the Confederate flags with that many black people working there. I mean, I don't know how they hadn't stood up to it at this point. I mean, because, I mean, it wasn't like I saw like a couple of sprinkled in. Like, there was a lot of brothers out there. I was like, damn. So, and it's, it's, I see. Oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you know, I see why nascar is having to do this now um because again maybe bubba never saw it maybe it was somebody else from a different team that saw it maybe a worker and so maybe they brought it to the attention of nascar because maybe they weren't in a position where they could do anything really about it but they knew that since now the confederate flag has been taken away they probably had a little pull to get this news taken out that probably had been offending them longer than just 2000 right they're probably a little uh, a little more vigilant nowadays um, right. What I want to say to my fellow white people who are posting things like fake news and fake news, fake news, and saying things like y'all jump to conclusions too fast. Stop being so fucking smug for a second and just and just it's still right, a news. St- stop because I can sit here and be like, yeah, that's that's a rope where it has a handle for your hand. and You can pull it down. Great. Don't be that fucking smug, man. The victim still here is Bubba Wallace. He didn't even know about it. He could have never been told about this thing, and it could have just gone away, too, if somebody just cut it down. But Bubba Bubba is still the victim here, dude. He's still the only black driver I know of in NASCAR, right? So, like, and now all of this spotlight is on, like, him, like, oh, Bubba implanted it. He's Jussie Smollett. Like, obviously, he didn't fucking put the rope on the garage door there, you numbskull. Stop being so smug. That's all I want to say. Like, this isn't this isn't a point to prove people wrong about fake news and real news. This is still some guy that's the minority in a sport which has pretty bad pasts, obviously, since they just banned the Confederate flag. Oh, you're, you're that's not my wrong. rant. So, I'm sorry. Uh, end, end rant there. <laughs> end rant. Rant concluded. Uh, so, yeah, but thank you for that rant. And it's true. Like, I, I don't like the people who are now just like, oh, it's not even, like uh, fake news because it, it's still there and it was real. Now, was it direct hate towards him? No, but it's still hate. There's hate behind that. Nooses aren't really used for much besides <laughs> one thing. So like for that to even be there is kind of inappropriate. You know, like, and I mean, it did hang down. It wasn't like it was a noose that was on the floor somewhere that you pulled up from. Right. No, it. You, right. you pulled. You pulled down. it down. And and the other right. thing too is in. And I always like to be devil's advocate in situations like this, but I also know again not to be a smug fuck and smell my own farts. So like, I think. Well, what about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So far for like smelling your fart. Yeah, I'm way, I'm way, I'm way out of that league. Um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what the other garage doors look like. I wonder if there was the same type of rope on every single one of them. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm asking questions that I'm generally curious about because this whole situation is now foggy since the F- FBI is like there was no hate crime. Like at that, at this point, it doesn't matter whether. There is a hate crime or not, Bubba is still going to feel that way, and a lot of people are still going to feel that way. So, like, what did the other doors look like? Did they all have ropes? Do they all have a noose 
type of type of not? I mean, I don't know. I guess they determine it as not being a hate crime because it wasn't anything towards Bubba. It was just ignorant people using a noose in just to just to have yeah. it there. Like I can I, I can see it because like I mean, again, I, I'm not proud of it. But like when I was younger, I learned how to make a noose. So like I had a noose hanging in my we, locker. Like, right. You know, we were like, talking about it before the show when I. Right. Crime. Exactly. When I when I had when I had a, a rope, a knot tying book. Right. And like, I think I had it in middle school and, and maybe even high school, I was fucking around with it. Um, not that I tied a noose, but it was in there. You know what I mean? I was more interested in fishing knots and, and boating knots, things like that. Like, you know, survivalist knots, things like that, obviously, because why the fuck would I need to tie a noose? Unless one, I planned on hanging myself or two, not going to say what two is because I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, like I just can't even. It's just disgusting to even think about. Can someone, can someone tweet me what two is? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't even want to discuss them, but two because it's so fucking evil. I can't even. My mind can't even wrap around it. But like, I, I wonder sometimes even if that is like a half racist thing, half fucking kill yourself thing. Now, like, I didn't even think about it then. Yeah, but look, I, I, I think it's awful that it happened. But I wish it was reported on properly. You know, I wish it was reported as like we're still having to fix things in NASCAR. It wasn't just the Confederate flag. There was also other things that were racially insensitive located on the premises of a lot of these tracks that that if they reported it that way more honestly without this like big like. Yo, somebody was trying to hang right. Bubba. Like, I mean, like, like I was like, yo, if they was trying, to, if they was trying to kill Bubba, they could have probably gotten to him before he got to the main event. Like, get him on some of the smaller circuits. Like, right. But either way, I'm not, I'm not for this hate, but I'm also not for them using it for their own propaganda. Right. Like, tell the truth on what's going on. It's still terrible. It's still something we need to know about and eliminate. We still can't just have senseless hate going on in NASCAR. If, if you eliminate the Confederate flag, but still allow people to string up nooses and have, you know, lawn jockeys everywhere, that's still not going to help the situation. So I, I'm happy that they are doing what they're doing, but I just wish it was reported more, truthfully. I guess, truthfully. Yeah, you know, I I'm, mean, that's all. I'm, I'm just saying, it feels like a PR move that they would try to cover up their buds for it. I understand. I'm just saying it feels like a PR move to try to cover the butts for not getting rid of the flag a lot earlier. You know? Yeah, you might so be right. You might be right now, with that. Like, now they, we found this. Oh, crap. Let's do it so we can make it look like we really care and go get more people saying that we are changing. And it's like, well, you know, you didn't change a little too late where you just banned the Confederate flag. Right. You know, and 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 I kind of I kind of understand where you're coming from, Duke, because they they could have not not necessarily swept this under the rug, but they could have kept this in house as best they could. Now, would would it have gotten leaked eventually if they pulled every team member from every team and every every racing company in and they say, "Listen, this is what we found in Bubba's thing. This is what we found, and we don't need to know who did it, or or we do. Uh, either way's fine, fine with me." And um, this can't happen. You know what I mean? And we, we handled it the right way. If anybody has something to say, please say it. You know what I mean? But, but the fact is that would have gotten leaked no matter what. 
to me, it's like the intent. Okay, like, did they string it up on purpose? You know, they like throw into his locker with his number and have a dummy hanging from him. To me, it's like, yes, there's a real hate crime that needs to be. Yeah, addressed. I mean, if if that happened, yeah. that would have definitely need to yeah. be uh, addressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, somebody's got to lose a job then. Right, right. Very, the FBI definitely needs to investigate. I just, but, I just, I think it's just a PR move from NASCAR to cover their butts for not changing how the Confederate flag for how many years? That should be going like. I, I think it's a little of both. I think, I think you're right on that, but I think they're also trying to pat themselves on the back more, and I think that's yeah, really yeah, more of what this is. Like, I think they're trying to be like, look, we're trying to get rid of all of this, you know, and we and we did this. We got rid of more of this racism here, which they should have a long time ago, and I'm happy they're doing it now, but I think they're doing a little bit of patting themselves on the back for getting rid of things they should have gotten rid of before like, the 2000s. Yeah, it feels like to me like they're patting themselves in the, on the back too hard with a brick on an arm, you know? And, and it's just kind of like they just like, just keep on racing, keep on doing, just keep wiping away, you know, time will heal things, you know? And it's just like, as long as you're moving in the right direction, that's all that matters. But sometimes everything just feels like PR moves, but it's like, you know, we live in a world of social media where we all have to react immediately to it. Again, it's, I mean, NASCAR is suffering in ratings. You know, back when we were growing up, it was one of the most popular booming sports there was. Oh, and yeah, now, dude. Dale now, Earnhardt. Hell yeah. All those guys. So it's like that was just going downhill. I mean, yeah, I, Jerry. I'd say hockey has <laughs> taken over where NASCAR used to be. I mean, Jeff Gordon. I said Jeff Jerry. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon's Jeff Gordon. Is, Gordon. Gordon. is he still? No, racing? he's not. He's an uh, analyst now. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I hate right. him back in the I, day. Like I, because like I heard his name on something in NASCAR, and I was like, he can't still be uh, racing. But I think it's because uh, he's an analyst. Okay, that makes sense. he's a Fox Sports analyst, I believe. Okay. And and I just want to um go back, rewind the tape a little bit because I did just look something up. From my understanding, I thought that that NASCAR was aware of the issue before the team. That's not a fact. Um, one of the uh, crew members of the forty-three team um saw the noose. The crew member um, then brought it to the attention of the crew chief and then to uh, the NASCAR series director, Jay Fabian, and then they launched the investigation. So I think at that point, uh, Wallace didn't know. Um, but, I mean, it's still it's still like, God, man. I mean, Wallace has never got attention like this, and I don't think he's probably ever been hated like this in NASCAR because half of the people didn't even know he was a black guy, I bet. You know what I mean? Like, that's how little people – people know – NASCAR names. If you watch, you know, any type of sporting show, you listen to the radio, if they're broad, right? If they're vague and they cover a lot of topics, you're going to hear names like Bubba Wallace and, uh, you know, any of the bushes and stuff like that. Like you hear their names, the, the big guys, but I mean, I, I bet a lot of people didn't even know he was black. I, I'd bet, I'd bet my next paycheck on it. I mean, you're probably not right or wrong. So you're not right. You're probably not wrong. Uh, you're probably right that a lot of people had no idea. I mean, because uh, I mean, he he has a lot of features that feel white. I mean, you know, he also has fair. And you can't you I mean, can't see expert. you can't see anybody really under all of the gear. You know what I mean? Unless unless That's they're on the winning true. stage. But it's also interesting to me. And his name is right. Bubba, and his name is Bubba, know? which is like, oh, Bubba, fat white dude. OK, um, yeah. I, I think what's what's funny to me, too. And I don't know if we've talked about this, but it certainly has run through my head before. We we um, know, you know, the black heroes in sports like 
Serena Williams, uh, Jackie Robinson, um, Tiger Woods, you know, even, even playing predominantly white sports, right? But we never hear about Bubba Wallace. We never hear about even Lewis Hamilton, you know, who's like one of the most successful drivers in Formula One history. And Formula One's been yeah. around since fucking forever, since there was a motor and four wheels. So it's just interesting yeah. to me. I mean, I think Americans, we only love like black American sports heroes. Is, is that... But Formula One, though, is like a European sport, man. Yeah, that's European. So we'll probably understand. I, I mean, I can't get on that. Yeah. But I think the one part, the problem with NASCAR is because it was it was stained with racism mm. still, you know? and like it was hard for anyone to really. First off, we weren't clamoring as black people to go over there and be the first to break that code. Right, you know right, right. That's not the one you that's want. Fair. That's uh, fair. Yeah, no, that's definitely not. That's like, that's one that's only like, down south. It's not in major cities. There's no major right. NASCAR races in cities. So, yeah, yeah so that makes sense. So you're going to the middle of nowhere. The Bible Belt. Where you're not even, you don't want to be in the middle of nowhere as a brother anyway, let alone being the only brother that's representing all of black people. Like, whoo, buddy, you really doing something. So it's a good thing that he had a little bit of white put in there too. But just to my question too is this: How many people really clamor to be a NASCAR driver in this country? I mean, there's probably a lot, dude. I mean, like, like that's basically you're basically being a modern jockey. I just, you know? I think, I think those NASCAR is becoming more of a niche sport, man. But like, but again, it's like a modern jockey, like, like NASCAR, motocross, all those racing things. You're just you got to be kind of small, right? Because you got to be light enough and stuff like you're just like it's just a modern day jockey, you know, you know right? what the other thing too is like especially in motorsports i feel like to to go into it it's not like a sport where baseball or football or hockey or soccer where like your parents didn't necessarily have to play those sports in order for you to play them and be really good at them you know what i mean like it's a generational thing whereas you know motorsports specifically like those people, when they start with derby races, like the wooden derby races down hills in fucking bumfuck Ohio, like they start there and they work themselves into a go-kart and they can only work on the go-kart if they know about cars and they know about motors. And so they follow that. Like, you know, I, I grew up in a, a hick Rhode Island town. I use their quotes, but it is a hick, hick town. Um, like there were a lot of people that that worked on cars and they worked on bikes and and they they rode and they did dirt races and stuff like that and i can't imagine how many people down south are just working on cars that have their own backyard demolition derbies and races like but it, but it's oh, a generational yeah. thing like i don't think there's many nascar drivers now whose parents weren't at least very connected to a motorsport you know what i mean whether it be it, it could be anything oh. but well, maybe not motorsports, but they're definitely connected to cars or bikes in some sort of way. You're you're not you're not lying. Like like maybe their dad was an auto mechanic, had a shop, so he was always working on cars, had a fascination with cars, always you know, like but they have to be involved in vehicles. You're not wrong. Like they have to have some sort of involvement in it through their parents because it's hard for you to just be a racer without some sort of backing. <laughs> like you gotta pretty much if you're a driver on the dirt track you gotta buy your own car build your own car and right start that i way. mean yeah you know, you prove yourself before somebody's actually gonna drop some money on you to buy you a real car 
And right. So, so yeah. you have to provide a lot of your own backing is what I'm saying. So like you can't just walk in there dirt poor and just be like, I'm about to be a racer. No, you can't. You know? And, and like, to, to make it to that level, especially like Formula One, dude, those people spend ridiculous amounts of money for their kids to get through that sport. I mean, I used to where I used to live, which is Western Rhode Island. There's a Seekonk Speedway in uh, in Seekonk, Massachusetts, just over the line of, uh, you know, northeast, um, the northeast part of our state. And I used to see cars roll through Gloucester coming from Connecticut and, uh, you know, west parts of New York where, you know, they, they were going to the races on the weekends, but they had like stock cars that are made out of like 1994 money crystals. <laughs> like they're, uh, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're like not great cars, but you can tell they definitely put a lot of work into them. They have sponsors. So I can't imagine how much money it must take or what type of name you have to have to make it into, you know, NASCAR. Right. Think about how right. well, it takes just to provide the gas for one race. Wild, yeah. wildly I mean, expensive. You need so oh, yeah. many sponsors and it, just to do a local race in, in your hometown, you know what I mean? Or in your home state. And, and that, right. that's got me thinking, you know, a niche sport other than that is, you know, bull riding. It's the same thing. Like you don't just decide someday when you're seven years old, like daddy, I want to ride a bull. And the dad's like, well, son, we live in, um, we live in New York, so there's not too many bull farms around here. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, yeah. it's niche like that. So, you know, thousands of people race all types of motorsports and, and stuff like that. And I, I don't know, it's just a very niche sport. I don't think it'll ever change unless it got a lot, lot cheaper. Well, I, it's not going to change. And unless eventually we run out of fossil fuels and then they have to change. Uh, but right. But I mean, not, not to take, <laughs> that's another right. Right. And not to take away from, from the Bubba Wallace story, man, I I'll tell you what, he's got more fans now than he could have ever dreamed of having in the past. Oh yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, black people, we've taken them in, um, because is it like the draft with Chappelle? I mean, no, nah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. First off, I don't think a lot of us even knew he was there because we just don't care about NASCAR. Because, again, any kind of sport where they are, like, praising racism at every event, we're not going to be involved in that. I mean, like, if we were going to baseball games with Jackie back in the day, and if at every stadium they were waving the Confederate flag, I don't even know if Jackie would have done that. I mean, that's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the artist, dude, like, yeah. I've, how many NASCAR races have I actually sat down and watched? None. They go 500 laps around yeah. in a circle. And right. I'm, I'm like, I'm not interested in seeing that, dude. Right. And I mean, and really, a lot of it was the camaraderie, I guess, that the people in the middle were having, you know, like the, the middle fans, the ones who are sitting there in their RVs, making their flags. That drinking and carrying on and talking about how much they hate black people like that but but they're the hardcore fans that <laughs> are like you know they're just the hardcore fans that go support the local dirt track racing man on the weekends man you know i mean it's just well those are people who are going to support anything dude there's nothing to do in talladega okay like yeah. th that's well, it that's the sport just, that is it dog there's a there's a shonies and a Denny's. <laughs> it's like hockey dude where have you we ever have growing up in the south the opportunity to play hockey. I mean, you had inline uh, hockey. But I mean, there were we we would have had a chance more so than anyone else because we had the ice rink in Nashville, so we yeah, could have I mean, done it. We could have, but it's not like you know, hey, but man, you would have had to have money and backing, and money. it wouldn't be like if we lived in Minnesota where all you need is a frozen lake. Yeah, exactly. yeah, fact. I mean, it's just kind of like a regional type of thing, man. This is like basketball is more acceptable to people. Go out with a hoop. 
and ball, baseball is a little bit more expensive. I mean, even football could get expensive when you're providing a, well, football is probably the most expensive school or most expensive sport that most high schools have. I mean, That's easily. That's sport that people love in the South. In Texas, man, they worship high school football, man. I mean, they got more right. like 20,000 seat stadiums. For- <laughs> Dude, when you fly over to... Te- that that should be a whole thing when you fly over Texas and you're like, yo, that's a high school stadium. Like, good grief, dog. Like, if I had to play at high school with that kind of competition and pressure, I don't know if I could have handled it, man. That's a that's a whole nother level when you're like, because that I mean, that's every alumni ever is showing up to these games. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking like thirty thousand for a high school? Like, that's every insane, alumni. dude. Like, even if they played, like, if they were uh, the towel boy, they would still- Right, towel boys are showing up, old, old math crew. Like, <laughs> it's like I was on the math team, but, man, I mean, I, I show support for my football, son. Texas, baby. Texas. It's just like the evolution of sports, man. Back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, horse racing was king, man. Boxing was king, you know? Now MMA is becoming a new boxing. So I don't know, man. MMA still ain't getting the love that boxing ever got. Oh you no! Know what I'm but I'm saying, like, you give another 15, 20 years of generation. I still don't think it will ever get. It, it, it has a different I, I, class. There's no. There, there's not as much yeah. class. It's it's gory. It's uh. It's pr- it's so, primitive. Like boxing is full of technique uh-huh. and class and gentlemanness and I don't know. That these kids nowadays they're really going on a, a UFC type stuff now. Right, but I I think UFC has already hit its peak, homie. But, I I mean, it's still strong, but it hit its peak. It's not going to get any higher than it's got. We never know, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure we I'll tell you you what. They need more personality. And and the the peak was when Conor was at his peak. And uh, in Conor at his peak, they had Ronda Rousey at her peak. Which was what, two two fights? Give me a fucking break with Ronda Rousey. I know, but they didn't have a lot there. Yeah, they got Amanda uh, Nunes now. I mean, you know, they even had Brock Lesnar on for a short period of time, and he was doing well, but. And they had, uh, what was it, Chuck Liddell? That's right, Chuck Liddell, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So like I mean they've had they had their peak man I mean they, I mean when you have people like the Iceman and like everybody knew who they who he was but like there's not fighters now that like everybody knows who they are like they don't just appear on like children's shows and sitcoms and stuff like I mean Chuck Liddell was everywhere dog and he was he was a brand in himself much like you know McGregor right. and 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 you don't see that out of all the fighters and you don't see it out of most of them but it's got to be the top mm-hmm. paid guy the top paid guy's got to be a character so like john jones hey he's he's fucking drugged out so many times i'm like i don't even want to hear from this guy anymore i don't i don't want to i i don't have to see him fight i needed to see conor mcgregor fight i don't know what it, what it was you know what i mean and even even mini mouse back in the day dude i was like i love watching that guy fight right well connor's got that old school boxer mentality of just Shit he's Irish and, and he says fuck yeah 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 it's it's just it's that it's that fighter that we all want to see you know it's like you're bringing back like the the days of a Muhammad Ali you right know, where it's just brash like just nonsense coming yeah. out of their mouth but they're backing it up so right it's even fine. like Diaz man like I love watching Nate Diaz fight he's fun to watch Jorge Masvidal has a personality love to watch him fight so as long as they keep the personalities there which I think Dana White has done a pretty good job and will do a good job in the future with it yeah but it's just like it's that but it doesn't it doesn't feel the same like it doesn't feel like it did back in its peak like what was it like maybe 10 ish years ago maybe i'd say like i'd say like 
five or, no i'd say like five or six like i feel like when connor was at its peak like that that sport was making tons well, of money connor it was like chuck's coming down because chuck was still like getting his like top he because he was still getting That's top true. bill but he was kind of on his way out um and ortiz kind of was too and so they were still kind of like riding those guys and like because they were still the big names and then you had connor and it, like that little moment that bubble that like two-year bubble right there was its peak i don't think it's ever gonna get maybe there. not who knows, man? But I mean, can you guys name five heavyweight boxers right now? Um, of all time or current? Well, you got Wilder. You got Fury. Yeah. You got the Russian dude. Can't yeah. say his name. They said, uh, can't say his name. Though, no. And then the uh, the guy who uh, beat him uh, from uh, Mexico. What's his name? Um, I say his name. Man. Oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, crap. You know what, though? You know what, though, Duke? I can see him. He was overweight. He knocked him out. I can see him. <laughs> Duke, Duke, same question back to you. Can you name five heavyweight UFC guys? Exactly, because UFC ate my sport, though. So, I mean, That's just... what I'm saying, but do you, like, at the... we, we were getting closer to naming five heavyweights of boxing before we got to the five heavyweights oh, of I just think, yours. Yeah, I totally agree with you, but with boxing, too, you got balls with uh, weight classes along with the titles like there's too many boxing commissions like wbc there's no like really unified champion you know right and, well like, and i was, mean yeah it's different it's different yes it's different. And, and, I mean, because it's been around for so long mayweather made it different too mayweather made it like big time you know what i mean get all that money you know well i mean he learned from his uncle his uncle learned how to box without ever being touched and he learned that from his uncle and he, I mean, and he I would it much better i can't hate <laughs> I don't want to get slapped yeah. out either. So well, I, just, I mean, I can't hate a man for learning amazing technique. He's yeah. not a he's not a good boxer. You but he's an amazing defender. I mean, I've never seen a guy who can elude being hit that well constantly. Do I mean maybe Muhammad Ali was was just a bit? I mean, but Muhammad was probably still taking some of that. But like, he would really be able to brush a lot of those off. I mean. Floyd, a lot of times when he, I mean, homie's not even really making contact. I mean, he's barely, barely slapping homie. Like, and I mean, cause he was that good at moving his body and shifting. And I mean, that's amazing. I, I'll, I'll give him that. He couldn't hit nobody, but he can definitely not get hit. So, I mean, I, I guess there's some genius in that. Do you know, man? 15. Yeah. So, I mean, can't take and, the, and he can't read. So, apparently. Oh, come on. I believe. <laughs> That's awful thing. <laughs> I was like, hey. I mean, come on, man. Hey, I'm, I gotta, I gotta slight the man somehow. You can't be perfect at everything. Perfect. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about before we uh, wrap up another episode of the trilogy? I think that just about does it. We can, uh, we can explore some scenarios for, uh, for uh, NFL next next week. And uh, uh, that's true. I think, I think there's that's only one can. one thing left to say. Well, before we get to that, we do need to tell people where they can find us. They can find us. No, that was the thing. That was the thing. Oh, oh, that was uh, the that was oh, the okay. thing. Yes, they can. All right. Well, they can find us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, what were the other places? Uh, Spotify. Anchor uh, has Spotify, Google Podcast. That's right. Also, um, ones. Couple of pirate radios coming out of uh, the Northeast. Uh, Seamus knows some homies. Uh, involved in pirate radio so they're uh <laughs> i do indeed uh, but also 
Yeah, but also, seriously, though, you can find us at Fumble Rooski Sports, which holds the blanket of not only the Ricky Williams trilogy, but also Money Mouth, which hopefully will be coming out soon. And there is something to gamble on besides NASCAR and soccer, okay? Because I don't think I should be putting money down on either of those. <laughs> I just don't think my knowledge of either one of them is good enough. I mean, I could probably put some money down on Yeah, I was about to say, I think you guys should start gambling on golf. I just don't really, I just don't like the odds. Cause I mean, what if somebody had diarrhea and they didn't tell nobody and like, they're not feeling their freshest and they're hitting stuff in the drink in the drink. I love that fucking saying. <laughs> I fucking love it. At least I'm using real terminology. You know, it's from years and years of Tiger Woods golf. All right, everybody. So <laughs> before we do head out officially, of course, check us out more on the Ricky Williams trilogy. You know, tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us, too. I mean, as long as people are listening. Um, before we head out, go Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. For as long as there's no NFL playing, they will be the champions. Asterix and all. Go Chiefs. You got to, you got to, you got to February. Go Pat. Go Titans, man. <laughs>